game time. You're listening to the House League Heroes podcast with your hosts, Riley Barton and Tanner Chuby. Follow the guys on Instagram at underscore Riley Barton underscore and Tanner C-H-U-B-E-Y. Welcome to the first episode ever of the House League Heroes podcast. My name's Riley Barton, and I'm joined by my friend. Oh, how sweet. He thinks thinks we're friends more than co-hosts. Almost. Almost. (laughs) Almost there. Yeah, I'm, uh, my name's Tanner Chuby. I'm the co-host on this uh, podcast. Riley does all the work. Um, If you guys want to know what Riley looks like, too, he... I'm co-hosting this with Marty McFly from Back to the Future. Um, this is actually the fourth movie where he goes to the year 2021 and does a podcast about hockey. So, um, yeah, he really downgraded after the last uh, time heist he did there. So they, they didn't have money for the fourth movie; they ran out. The budget just didn't fit. Jesus, people are gonna think yeah. this is a, a hockey or a, a movie podcast to start. This is yeah. about hockey. <laughs> yeah, so a little bit about us: we're both in. Uh, the radio, television, and broadcast news program at our school, SATE. I am uh, in the radio program. Tanner is a nerd in the broadcast <laughs> news program. Yeah, we we do the real work in broadcast news. These kids are already <laughs> done school from what I've heard. So Yeah, it's basically just fun times in radio, so that's what I like. <laughs> if you want an ag report, though, I'm the guy to come to. So. <laughs> But I'm not, uh, I'm not big for introductions, Riley. Let's get into it. And it was a great week. And um, I think we should just start off with what happened Sunday when the Canucks came back after almost a month off and beat the Toronto Maple Leafs in an actual NHL regular season hockey game. And I don't think anything made me happier than going on Twitter after that game and watching Canucks and Leafs fans go at it. <laughs> Well, being a Canucks fan myself and having a Leafs fan in my house, it, I can tell you it was the same as on Twitter that it was in my house. Like, it was war. Uh, I, I don't know what it is about Leafs and Canucks fans. Like, you maybe expect Twitter feuds like that with, like, the Habs and Leafs or Oilers <laughs> and Flames. But there's just something about Canucks and Leafs fans. They just hate each other. There's nothing they like. I think it's the like. coast. It's the water, and they like relate to each other there, so they see too much of themselves in each other. So, oh well, it can't deny as embarrassing as a loss it was for Toronto. And I'm a Marner fan; I've got a jersey back home. So that, as much as I love him, it is fun to see Leafs fans squirm. But can't deny how awesome of a win that was for the Canucks. I mean, Bo Horvat to the captain. You can't write Disney couldn't write a movie that good, man. Yeah, two goals, the overtime winner, come back from behind. Um, I don't know if you, I assume you watched the game, man. What would, how did you think the Canucks played coming back? Well, honestly, like, it, it's not like we looked hot or anything. It's not like we were buzzing out there, but the Leafs just didn't, they looked like they really played down to our level, especially for who we had in the roster. We had all these call-ups that, we had two guys, I think, playing their first NHL game that were just working their ass off, not expecting that. And, like, just seeing them out there, they were all enjoying it, and I think that's really why they won the game. I think of well, and give credit to Braden Holpe too. Um, that, oh my God, that uh, <laughs> like save? Win, that windmill <laughs> save was unreal. I saw that, and I nearly, uh, yeah, I yeah, I, I was know. on the PlayStation party with my buddies watching it beside, and I turned over for a second and just saw this windmill kick with his pads, and I lost my. <laughs> 
Everyone's like, what, 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 what? I think it was, I think, who was it? Was it Jim Houston too? He called the game and he like barely reacted to it. And I, yeah. I, li I like I, Jim yeah, Houston. I was like, what? <laughs> I like Jim Houston. He's a good play-by-play -play well, guy, in my opinion. But Jesus, man, that save was unreal. <laughs> I don't know if he really saw the full extent of what happened. I think he just kind of saw the poke check, right? Mm -hmm. Based off like what he said, he was like, what a poke check. And, but on the replay, he didn't really express it, which is what I was a bit annoyed about. <laughs> I yeah. was like, give him some credit. Yeah. Oh, and you know what? Good for Holpe. He's had a tough season in Vancouver. He hasn't exactly... Uh, Vancouver fans haven't warmed up to him. He has not played great in the start of the season. Um, and then came back, and I'd say played pretty good the next game against Toronto, which they also won because Toronto just doesn't know how to win, you know, meaningful hockey games or ones they need to win. Toronto loves to lose the games that they're going to get made fun of for. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. <laughs> like, who last year it was Aries, David Ayers. Uh, yeah. The all, how about all the game sevens? I can't even name them all <laughs> Every off at this Boston point. series. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, a tough loss for Vancouver last night as the week continued 3 nothing. But, Riley, I don't know. They've got a lot of games left in hand. I think the last four are still to be determined. When I was looking at their schedule, they haven't picked out an exact date. But the Canucks could make a push for the postseason here, and I think those wins against Toronto could really bring a locker room together. What do you think? I, I completely agree. I think last night's loss was tough because Murray was playing very well he really did he shut us out and it was he, he hasn't played well this year either which I, I feel for him leaving Pittsburgh and getting like basically getting chased out of Pittsburgh mm -hmm. um and then not playing well but then he plays like that but we we need to win these games against Ottawa if we want to want a chance right mm -hmm. like we really do <laughs> I love that you bring up Matt Murray it's just crazy how quickly and you see it lots this year for some reason how teams are just giving up on goaltenders and how quick Pittsburgh gave up on Murray for what yeah, the guy right did for them. <laughs> yeah, they just, and, just... you know, credit to Pittsburgh. They're playing very well this year, but mm -hmm. holy smokes, that guy brought you two Stanley Cups and it was just, see you, buddy. Gone. Next. Yeah. <laughs> Next young goalie to come carry our team for the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Well, Crosby just absolutely kills the league. But yeah, no. seriously. But Vancouver... Yeah, I'm interested to see. They got a really tough schedule. Um, I don't even know. Do you, if you know, but do they have a two-day break anywhere in there? Or I haven't seen the day-to-day -day schedule. I just know who they're playing for the next. Because we play Ottawa the next three games, all must wins, and then we play Toronto back to back again. Oh well, so be, don't worry, Toronto. <laughs> it'll be. Yeah, we just like <laughs> my uh, my dad said to me the other day. He's like, Toronto's going to be a little hesitant about starting Riddick against the Canucks in the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. God, I feel bad for Riddick too. <laughs> well, I mean, people were ripping on him on Twitter too about one bad game. I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah and then earlier in the season, Leafs fans couldn't stop raving about how he only played good against the Leafs. So <laughs> they're. They're very indecisive over there in Ontario. But um, another milestone that happened this week, Patrick Marlowe's 1,768th game, um, breaking, taking sole possession of first, beating another Saskatchewan boy, by the way, Gordie Howe. Saskatchewan's superior to every other province. I'm just going to say it right <laughs> here. But uh, I don't know what was more heartbreaking, watching Marlowe play in front of very minimal fans or the fact that the NHL actually allowed the Golden Knights to wear those god-awful helmets for such a monumentous game? Honestly, both those things were pretty sad. I think 
they were redeemed when they shook his hand after the game. I'm surprised the league let them do that, to be mm-hmm. honest, just because of how oddly picky they are about that stuff right now. Yep. But when they shook his hand, I, that was a lot of respect to the team. I think they made up for it there. So I, I'm yeah, guessing you're in the same boat that you're not a fan of those helmets either because... I Unless there's like a strategic benefit of blinding the opponent, then I literally don't see any other reason why they would want to wear those helmets. <laughs> they don't even put them with like... They put them with the gray jerseys too. Like I yeah, feel like they, they wouldn't... Match. No, they suck. Like I feel like they'd even look better with like the red reverse retros and they're just yeah. awful. They don't like, look good. I don't see a way they, they stay for another year. Like No. This is, this is where Vegas goes and wins the cup, and we have to look at them for the next 50 years. Yeah, seriously, because it's they're staple now. <laughs> but Marlowe, that many games, I mean, I think that's a record that, you know, a lot of people didn't think would get broken. And really, and, I'd, I'd say that's one of the most impressive records to beat. I mean, that many games to lace up in the best and, league in the world. What's his Ironman streak at when he hit it? He was like 899 or oh, yeah. something. Yeah, he hasn't missed a game since like 2009. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I also saw this crazy stat that he's he's played with 32% of any, every player that's played in the NHL. That is crazy. <laughs> like, that is not okay. And it's just like crazy that we're like, we, we got to see that. Like, yeah. I didn't it, think those, like, some of those records would be broken in our age, like, yeah. ever. It kind of, I don't know about you, but it makes me excited because I can't wait to watch Ovechkin break the goals record because Mm -hmm. he's going to do it. My God, I hope it happens, man. He's going to do it. There's no way he doesn't. I mean, it's tough. As long as like he's a tough guy, he doesn't get injured, right? But he's getting up there. You never know what could happen (laughs) at the end. But if I'm a team, I'm just signing him fourth line power play and he can just sit there. He can play. He can play four minutes a night. Just, yeah, you got to sign him to a team that has no shot at anything and where he can just score. That's all you want him for yeah. is just to score for him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, but an incredible record. And I'm really happy he did it in San Jose too because when he was with the Leafs or Pittsburgh even for that matter or whatever, I don't even know. I don't think he even dressed for the Canes, but yeah. he just did not look right in other jerseys. That wasn't no. San Jose. No, he had to be there. Like that's his home. Well, congratulations to Patrick Marlowe on an incredible accomplishment. And uh, do you think we'll get that many episodes, Riley? Do you think we'll ever gain that much uh, traction to get 1,768 episodes? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know if I'm going to be alive for that many more days based off of our school schedule. <laughs> oh, okay. Says the guy who was just <laughs> raving about being done. Yeah, all right. But actually, speaking of most games played i did save a post that i wanted you to kind of guess a little game here okay um i don't know how much of a stat guy you are but nhl posted most games played per player for franchise right mm-hmm. i want to see how your guesses are on these players oh god so we'll, gonna... we'll go alphabetically for teams but i'm gonna look like a chump here this is not <laughs> it's good. okay we're gonna write them off. <laughs> if it's too bad i'll cut it out <laughs> All right, so Hit first me. we got Anaheim. Okay, and I'm guessing the games played leader? Yeah. Okay, and granted, listeners, if there's anyone above 30 years old, I'm 18. So if there's some really, really yeah, old yeah. stuff. Same here, don't worry. <laughs> Anaheim. I'm going to guess Solani. 
as the top guy uh, in terms of games played. I'm going to say like 760. We actually have Getzlaff now. Oh, that's right. He just surpassed 1,000 not too long ago. Yeah. Not. Yeah, that would have been a good guess. What about your Blackhawks? Uh, it's got to be Stan Makita. He's, 100%. He's, I think he was at, what, around 1,100 games or something? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's at 13, almost 14. Yeah. yeah I, who do you think is going to pass Rick and Nash in Columbus? I don't know because they can't keep anyone. <laughs> Everyone's shipped out. They all just the time. leave. It's probably going to be because like, they get benched and they just leave. Well, and like, I'm sorry, Torts man. Not every guy can be this back-checking wizard. Like, Lion yeah, is a like, scorer. That's what he does. Right? Stop. Like, stop. Tra- Winnipeg had the same problem. They tried turning that guy into a power forward. Just let him shoot. <laughs> Yeah, you got like if you you got to realize he's not gonna do what you want him to do in that that sense. So use him to your advantage, and just no one no one is. Yeah, and why should I, he? Yeah, exactly. Because like no one's even trying to help this kid out. Yeah, especially this year, like Torts is gone. So I don't think line. You know, Line has the power because his contract's up. <laughs> Torts is gone, and it's like okay, you can bring back this coach who. You literally have to ship your number one center out because he hated his guts. Um, yeah, it's tough. Do you think Line is going to be staying there in the offseason? <laughs> well, he's an RFA, which kind of makes it tough, but I think, I think they try and move him, or at least his rights to someone, because yeah, what do you do? I don't know how Yarmo Kekalainen um, saves that relationship after the year he's having. Yeah. Speaking of Columbus, did you see Elvis Merzlikens' comments yesterday? Now, um, I don't have the clip pulled up, but we can play audio. I'm tired. Like, I'm tired of, uh, of losing the game. I know we're trying, but uh, this is getting embarrassing. Like, uh, it's, it's just, it, it is what it is. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Uh, it hurts. Like, for me personally, it hurts. And Seven games, that's really heavy. Yeah. That's seriously heavy. And and I don't wanna get like to Buffalo. Like that's the like I don't wanna get to that point like Buffalo, seriously. That is a guy who poor Colum like man, they're last place. They're behind Detroit. Well for a kid like Merzinklands, like he's barely been in the league. He's like he's a goalie and he's like saying he's pretty confident about what he's saying to the media but it's like it's fair right everything he said was 100 percent crack like oh absolutely they're trying to win there's clearly something just not working with that mm-hmm. who they have and i don't know if it's coaching i don't know if it's just the players they have like i think it's probably a combination of everything just there isn't really a click with well, the I, team well i look at columbus too and their roster on paper while it's not the greatest i never had them making it in this division, but man, you have some pieces there. You've got two decent goalies, Merzlikens, Corpusalo. You got Jones and Warinsky, who I was saying was the best pairing coming into this year. Yeah, I love Warinsky, man. That guy can shoot the puck. Yeah. And move it too. He's got hands. I mean, you had Dubois and then you brought in Line up front. Roslovic was happy to be in his hometown. Like this isn't a terrible team constructed on paper. Not worse than the Red Wings, but definitely not. 
something is just not working there. And I think I think part of it is Tortorella. I think he's just worn out his welcome, like a lot of coaches do. It happens, right? He was very successful. Like <laughs> he he was a, he did good as a coach, but it's probably time for him to move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, try something new. Um, I really love the part where he said, "I don't want to be Buffalo," and Buffalo is just catching yeah. flack from even other teams. <laughs> no, no one wants to even be talked about in the same realm as them. Let alone, yeah. God forbid, you have to go play there. Um, man, yeah. I feel bad for Eichel, man. I, he's like given that team so many chances to build something around him, and they just screw it up every time. Do you think they move him this offseason before his no move kicks in? I don't think they do, to be completely honest, but I think they should. Uh-huh. And I think he should ask for it too. Because I, from what I've heard, it sounds like he's not asked to be like move for the most part. He's he wants to make it work, but like. There's also a lot of mixed reactions from Buffalo fans. Like I've seen a lot of Buffalo fans be like, "It's you got to move this kid. Like he's wasting his career here because mm-hmm. they like him, right? Like they don't have anything against him." But then there's a lot that still have that hope <laughs> that he could do something. But you know, how many pieces you could get for that guy? Oh, it's the packages teams would send would be yeah. unreal. Like that guy, yeah, he's a top center in the league. He just cannot get any support around him and i guess they thought hall was going to be that but i mean i don't even think it really is on taylor hall i i no. blame it on him i just think the team is a dumpster fire in general but um yeah i don't know i'd like to see the guy freed my dad's a sabers fan so i don't know what he he's he's not even the biggest eichel guy so he'd probably like mm-hmm. to see him just shipped off for that matter but yeah like for pieces it's just why not mm-hmm um, we mentioned Taylor Hall there who had to sit in Buffalo for the first part of the season. He's in Boston now who have gone 6-0 and since the trade deadline. And Taylor Hall, I believe, has four points in those six games or five points. Yes, yeah, something around something there. Something around there. He's been doing great. He's fitting well. And darn, darn Boston. They're always just good. <laughs> it's a Canucks fan and probably my least favorite team in Boston. Oh. It's just like... They do it right, right? Like they're mm-hmm. they it's a lot of the locker room that does it right though, with the those guys taking discounts and their pay and mm-hmm. just working. I'm sure it'd be everyone would love to play for them as much as you hate them. Mm-hmm. Like as most people do. Like anyone would love to be in that locker room. Yeah, because Pas- Pasternak is gotta be one of the best contracts in the league. What's he making? Like six million dollars? Yeah. <laughs> like, guy's that's insane. insane. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, did you uh see that interview with him like on Chicklets, on Spitting Chicklets? I um, have talking not. about the Tom Wilson thing. Oh, no, I haven't. I've so, This is great. This is hilarious. So you remember I don't know if you remember last year in the bubble he tweeted out Tom Wilson is the best player in the NHL. Pasternak did, yeah. Yeah. So they asked him about that on the podcast. So he said he he's like I'll be honest. I lost a bet, 100% lost a bet. I, they, he didn't say what the bet was, but he said he was really confident in it, and it was with Tom Wilson. <laughs> so if he had won the bet, him and Tom Wilson would have dropped mitts in a game, and Wilson would have let him deck him in the face once and drop to the ground. Really? <laughs> yeah. But he said he was so confident he was going to win it, and Wilson won the bet by a mile, whatever it was. 
And you're going to tell me these boxers don't take payouts on the side to get dropped. <laughs> exactly. Like, right? like these guys are just screwing around. Yeah. Doing that. Well, these professional boxers are offered millions of dollars to probably <laughs> drop a fight. Yeah, get out of here they don't crazy. do that yeah that's that's funny though that would have been something to see yeah imagine that like just watching that series and you see tom wilson and pasternak and you're like what is he doing and then just one shots tom wilson and we would have like <laughs> we probably would have never heard that it was a bet right because they would have gotten in trouble for rigging the fight no no way they, they would have never said anything about it that would have been great tom wilson's reputation at least amongst <laughs> fans would have been killed I, like, yeah, I don't know <laughs> something he would have had to tell management like how do you go look at um, Peter Laviolette after that and say yeah no I just I tried my hardest I don't know he just got me yeah <laughs> I didn't expect it hit me good those <laughs> those check players they know how to hit yeah well it's like the same thing when like you see like Nathan Gerb Gerby win fights like that guy's like rat like he's so yeah. strong and so oh. small it's crazy who he dropped someone huge last year. Well, he I think he hit Giroux or he hit Giroux. Um, and then one of the big D men stepped up. I forget who it was, and he just like pulled him to the ground. He, he like grabbed him and just drug him down with him. Yeah, I don't think it was Gudis. I think it was someone taller than Gudis. Was it San like, it was Sanheim. Oh, it was totally Sanheim. Like, yeah, like Sanheim like wasn't gonna like like start throwing right. Yeah, but he did not expect to get thrown to the ground like that. That's did like you... one of my favorite clips. Oh, it's fantastic, man! Is what is where is Gerby nowadays? I haven't heard I much from this guy. I haven't I haven't seen him in like a, a lineup for the Jackets this year, so I don't know what he's doing. But yeah, maybe he's shipped or something. They got him on the taxi squad. Did you see? I think it was on Monday. It was between. The Lightning and Hurricanes. Did you see the hit Kalorn laid on Nietzsche's? We have an award to give out. It's an early season award, and it's Suicide Pass of the Year to Jake Gardner. No one has and taken that from him. That, so to top it off, he absolutely just lays up his teammate for a suicide pass and then gets killed in a fight. Like, is yeah. basically running away from Kalorn and just is, like, thrown to the ground and decimated. Like, that was... <laughs> Just like he was on a murder path, it was crazy. Oh yeah, Kalorn was unstoppable that game, and you know, good on Gardner. He did kind of get in there, even though he kind of got dropped in the fight or lost yeah, on like, paper. But you have to take that fight. There's no way, like you don't. You set that up and you see it happening, and you're like, no. And then you see how big of a hit it is, and you're like, that was all my fault. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that hit was huge. That was one of the nicest hits of the year um there's been some also, good ones yeah speaking of the lightning did you see uh that clip with uh yanni gord and stall stall whacked yanni gord in the in the bits oh, beside and then, the net and then and then he started cross-checking the out of stall and then they scored and Stall just yeah. turns looks him dead in the eyes puts his arms up <laughs> like it was <laughs> it was so funny i did see that i saw that on instagram somewhere that was great that's the kind of player I'd want to be. Just piss people off and then score. That'd be incredible. Yeah. What a way to Yanni get paid. Gord's been having a decent end of the year here, too. Everyone in Tampa's having a good year. That yeah, it's just, just like... It, they just cycle through players that are going to score for the week. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, Kalorn's in the dressing room. He's like, okay, so you got this one... Uh, you got this <laughs> one Stammer? And then Stammer looks yeah. like, no, nah, I don't want to. You got this Chernak. I don't even think Chernak's <laughs> there anymore, to be honest, but... The Sergachev tonight, he can score a few. 
Yeah, it'd be nice if he did help my fantasy team out. Guy's got like only two goals. <laughs> Hasn't done anything for me. That's tough. But, but then, uh, like, that team's so stacked. Like you have just like this insanely front-loaded team, and then just Vasilevsky in the back, just unbeatable. Yeah, you like, have you have the best goalie and the best defenseman on your team in the world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I 100% agree that Vasilevsky is the best goalie in the in the league. Oh, it's not even a question. I love when people say too. They're like. Well, we'll look at the team in front of him. Look at the defense in front of him. You, he still has to make you saves. You do. Look at the team in front of him, and then he makes a nut save. Like, yeah. he's so solid for them. The reason they're so good is because they have the confidence in him back there that they can take risks that mm-hmm. he will save them on. You can't 100%. have a goalie in the background and play like them, right? Absolutely. People will take advantage of that, and they can't because he's so good in the net. I couldn't agree with you more. That Like, that is... You need to have confidence in your goalie, and that's exactly why the Lightning are such a powerhouse, like you said, because they can just try all this stupid crap because they're like, oh, well, yeah. we got this guy back here to bail us out. <laughs> oh, I gave the puck away on 2-0. and He's got it. We'll be fine. We'll just go back up and try again. Yeah, and he'll make it look sexy, too, when he saves it, just to add just to add flair. Also, his, like, yeah, his stance, everything is perfect, and then, like, when he needs to be desperate, he'll like distort his body into something crazy. I'm like, what? Like he is not human. There's no way. I've also like heard him talk once in my life. Like, I don't know what this guy sounds like. I don't know his personality or anything. He's just a robot, like full robot. He is there to do his job. That's a good point. I can't, I couldn't even tell you what he sounds like. I only know because I searched it up because I had been thinking about it. I was like, I need to, I'm going to add a voice clip of what he sounds like to this after, actually, because I like had to search up. He has like one interview. Thank you very much. Uh, first of all, Ben, Robin, congrats on your uh, success this season. You're uh, great goalies. You deserve to be here. And I'm really happy to be here with you tonight, guys. We were talking about this, actually. Uh, a couple like Tony, Easton and I and Phil and just because we're talking about, I said they had the best defenseman and the best goalie. And Vasilevsky, you know, the Olympic team, he'd be for Russia and Hedman for Sweden. Um, these Olympics, and it's kind of shifting away a little bit, but yeah, I th- I don't think Team Canada can pull it off against the United States. It's going to be crazy. Like, yeah, there's a lot of states, young talent and old talent that can hold that team together. Like, yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, we have McDavid. Yeah. But, like, like, that's obviously a big start, but, like... Like, you're, like Canada's center core is not getting touched. Uh, McKinnon, yeah. McDavid, Crosby, and then whoever you want on the fourth line, because it doesn't matter. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but man, they have, that... like, their defense is nuts. Mm-hmm. Like, so much offensive defense mm-hmm. in the States. Like, like the... That USA hockey program, I would not be surprised that like look at all the people they've been turning out in the last decade. Like USA hockey, like it shows in the juniors. They've done better yeah. than Canada in this decade. And I wouldn't be surprised in ten years if that program in USA kind of becomes the top country for players in terms of talent wise. Honestly, like I, I kinda hope it does just to get the exposure out for the sport because Canada media just does really nothing for our sport right like they they're so bad at marketing and they just like they miss so many opportunities and everything's so stupidly expensive to get into the sport 
right now, like I've, I've got quite a few of my friends in Taki that weren't. So we had a lot of basketball fans that have picked teams and stuff and they like to watch hockey with us. But I had to like force them to watch it with my hockey friends until they like it because like they don't see anything about it ever. No, they just they're like, oh, it's hockey, right? Like it's hockey. Mm-hmm. You don't think about it. But then you watch it and like I remember this was when there were still fans in the arena. We were all at my buddy's house watching the Battle of Alberta. And we brought a bunch of our friends who hadn't really watched hockey before. Mm-hmm. And there was the goalie fight. <laughs> and that was the best game to get them to come watch. 100%. My friend screamed in the background. He's just like, this is why you guys watch this shit. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, that was a perfect game to, to bring them in. But you're right. Yeah. I mean, hockey, like especially basketball, you've seen it over the past like 25 years just in terms of registration and across Canada and you know the Raptors winning a few years ago it's just so much easier and more accessible to play than hockey because it's It's like this boys club of hockey that's really needs to be changed in my opinion but Mm -hmm. it's yeah they need fresh ideas because it's been the same stuff for years like yeah nothing's changed like I really haven't seen a change in the program since I started hockey until my brother just finished his final year of minor league like Mm -hmm. I haven't seen anything change. <laughs> no. And, you know, you want to get fans, you have to get them at the young age. There's Exactly. Know. Like, my friends that are watching it now, it's like it was almost too late for them to <laughs> care about this sport, right? Well, yeah, the older you get, the more stubborn you get, you know. Yeah, because you, you have your set sports. So you're yeah. watching what you're watching. You don't have time to switch <laughs> to another no. thing. Yeah, so I I think the states are on a way better trajectory than Canada. I think we've seen it maybe even come in the NHL. We'll see what comes in the Olympics. I mean, how does a first line of Kane, Matthews, and, like, Matthew Kachuk sound? Yeah, that's beautiful. That is so nice. Kachuk is going to be such a disturber. (laughs) He's going to piss so many people off in the Olympics. Yeah, but, like, I love it. (laughs) It's great. How How do you not want that? But... Um, I, and again, I think Canada probably, we mentioned the three headed monster at center, but I just think in terms of goaltending and the back end, like who's Canada's goalie right now? It was Carter Hart. How do you even feel confident saying he's the goalie now? Yeah. That's not something like, and like, it's almost like you want to just say like price to be safe or something mm-hmm. like there's risks with all these goalies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the States you have arguably top three in the world, maybe along with Vasilevsky in Gis in Gibson and Hellebuck. Yeah. So I don't know. It's going to be, and then on the back end, you, I mean, you got Jones, Warinsky, Carlson, Slavin. I mean, there's just Hughes, Hughes. Like there's just so much there. Yeah. Like imagine that pairing, like you, you pick like Hughes and Warinsky, you put those two together, mm-hmm. like something like that would be so much fun to watch. Quinn Hughes would probably be like a dash five on the night. Yeah. Though, and still he'd put up, <laughs> He'd put up like seven points and still be like yeah. minus, but it's all yeah, good. He does some weird stuff. I don't know what that guy does as a Canucks fan watching him sometimes. I'm just like, why? Why'd you do that? <laughs> oh, well, at least he's young. He's got room to. Yes, he's to get better. definitely not even close to his potential right oh, now, but. Nope, not even near. Um, we have some injuries that kind of went, have hit teams over the past few days uh it was announced this morning dylan larkin is out for the rest of the season which i mean 
Tough for Detroit. They weren't going to make the playoffs, but they've been on a bit of a heater lately. They've been beating some good teams and playing good. I mean, what was it? 7-3 versus uh, Mm -hmm. Dallas Um, yesterday? Yeah. And with Verona with four goals. Yeah. Like they're, they're starting to, they're starting to heat up. There's something there, right? Mm -hmm. The thing is with a team like that is like when you're doing as bad as they are, like, especially last season, how bad they did you guys, like you're the only thing you have is each other and they start bonding and then you start playing better because you're, you kind of just have to do what you can do and you're less carefree. And then you start winning games and it gets better. I think it really sucks for Larkin to get injured, but he also wasn't having a great season no. in general. No, he's been dropped in our fantasy league a few times. Like I've seen him yeah. go to free agency. I'm like, oh boy. He just yeah, he got dropped yesterday, I'm pretty sure, just before his injury came out. So Oh yeah. Yeah. Tough year for him. Another tough injury, uh, heading out to the desert. Uh Connor Garland, the Arizona Coyotes in the mm-hmm. midst of a battle for fourth with the blues right now is listed listed as week to week now he's been hasn't done very good in the last few weeks as my fantasy numbers will show but (laughs) um that is a big piece for them he's one of their top scorers and he's definitely he's got a bit of a kind of mean side to him a gritty side that gets let out when he gets pissed off but that's a tough loss for a team that's really trying to hang on to that spot yeah and i feel pretty bad for arizona fans as well Mm -hmm. just like especially last year, like they almost had it. Like we thought they had a team, right? Like with those guys and it just didn't work. And it's like, what do you do now? <laughs> I'd still take Phil Kessel on Chicago any day though. So, oh yeah, you know. that guy. <laughs> I'll always have hot dog. Even, Phil. yeah, even yeah. if, even if he doesn't do good, just the guy, Phil Kessel, I want on this team. Um, in terms of tonight, uh, there are some games just about to start, but the last thing I had written down was Josh Levo was placed on the protocol list just I think it was this morning or a few hours ago even Um, yeah it was they canceled their morning practice yeah um saying that a player was positive and then it came out not too long ago that it was Levo Mm -hmm. and the game as far as I've seen before we started recording is still going on no the game's still going on um Canadian I mean it's funny uh when I was talking with Tony and Brenda and them, I think it was yesterday or a few days ago talking like the flames still maybe had a chance making it. They're done. They're not making it. (laughs) Even if they win this game, they're not going anywhere near the playoffs. They're just so like, I'm also a flames fan, right? So like I tried to have hope for my teams, but like I have to be realistic with myself. They're so inconsistent. There's just like, I don't know what it is. I hate seeing that team play good because they are so inconsistent. I'm like, why don't you play like this all the time? You you can be so dominant yep. sometimes, but then you can also look like Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Like why? I, what is I, happening? I wrote that in my radio sim. They won those three games in a row after the deadline. It was against it was against three playoff teams. It was against Toronto. But yeah, either way, they just like it, it's so tough to see them do that stupid stuff over and over again. Yeah, and I, I said it on my radio, so I was like, they've just beat these three good teams. Like, there's renewed optimism. Like, they play the Canadians how many times to end the season here and then just blew it. <laughs> yep. Just, I mean, they lost to the Senators on Monday. And yeah, those, they just could not beat the Sens this year. I mean, just, they're done. <laughs> just get 
get rid of them. I don't want to talk about I was so frustrated. I had them first in the division. I was like, yeah, Markstrom, Tanev, they look good. Good pieces and to add. Tanev still looks great, but the problem is he looks like one of the best players on the team right now, and that's not how good you want Tanev to look. Yep. That's <laughs> You want him to be quiet in the background. Like in Vancouver, he was quiet in the back and didn't make mistakes. In Calgary, he's stepping up his game and being one of the best players on the team. That's how poorly everyone else has been performing. Yeah, just I can't like... It's bad when I watch, I try and watch as many Flames games as I can just for the, the radio cast and stuff and just so I kind of know what I'm talking about. But I, every game I look, I'm like, Milan Lucic is like a top five forward on a team this year. Yeah. <laughs> like he's like, like, I don't understand it. Like that hurts me. Like I love Lucic, but my God, we're paying him way too much money. We, we could get like a second line winger, like a high quality one for his paycheck mm-hmm. which is like like he's playing good but there should we have better players than that on the yeah team. exactly oh man well calgary is uh they're in a tough spot they've got some questions to answer in the off season um mainly goudreau and monahan i don't see how tree living even justifies bringing those guys back because they they've been through how many coaches now it's time to move on they're done. Yeah, I don't know. Like, they should have been gone last year when they still had some trade value. I don't know what we can even get for them now. Yeah. I Speaking of trade value from the Flames, that Bennett trade is looking great now that he's lighting it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was, I knew that was going to happen. It's crazy. Like, before I moved to Calgary for the semester, like, everyone, at least that I talked to back home, no one cared about Sam Bennett. They're just like, yeah, the guy didn't pan out to what he was or whatever. He kind of gave up on mm-hmm. him. Everyone here, at least that I talked to, loved him. And I yeah. can see why now because I think, you know, Florida's playing him up in the lineup. I think he's with Huberto and Duclair and on the second yeah. power play, and he's just <laughs> dominating teams. Yeah, he definitely needed the change of scenery. I like not really mad that we let him go because I think he needed it because mm-hmm. he was underperforming here. But yeah, like it's been like just a roller coaster with that guy's career. Like I th- he's the highest pick the Flames have ever had. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And not exactly panned out. <laughs> and yeah, it, glad to see him doing good in Florida. He's on a cup contending team. And uh, he's got one of the best mustaches in hockey, so that's always. Yeah, a good I would one. love for him to win a cup. Like that would be great. <laughs> Flames fans would probably cry. That's pretty much all I had for this. Yeah. Well, I think we can pretty much wrap it up here. That was episode one of the House League Heroes podcast. As you can tell, in terms of the podcasting game, we are definitely House League heroes. But yeah. who doesn't like a good house league game to go watch at night, right? So who doesn't like a good house league podcast to listen to? Um, tell your friends. I don't know. This will be up on Apple Podcasts, I imagine. So leave a rating or some feedback or whatever, and uh, follow us on follow the account on Instagram. It's House League Heroes Podcast, and it's got a very nice old gentleman with a gold medal on his uh, his jersey. <laughs> um, anything to to add here at the end, Riley? Before we sign off. Uh, just yeah, just some future plans. We we are kind of just weighing this podcast just because, but we are hoping to get some interviews. I want to talk about who we want to interview because that could be a pretty good surprise. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we do. I, I do have some contacts that could get us some cool interviews later on. So stay tuned for that. Absolutely, and uh, you want updates? They'll be on the Instagram account, as I mentioned. You could also follow us. 
Um, lastly, I want to thank out Savannah Groot who helped make that intro. She voiced it absolutely incredibly. It sounds fantastic. I want to thank uh, a buddy, Ethan Minier, back home who helped kind of mix it all together and put, chose the song and made it sound all, all purdy. So thank you both, and uh, we'll see you next week. Peace out. Peace out.